everyone. Welcome into episode number 69 of the Building Up Podcast. I'm David McConnell. As always, thank you guys for taking time to be with us, and I hope this is worthwhile to you and your walk with Christ. On this episode of the podcast, we're going to be answering a question sent in by a listener. As I've mentioned before, we love to get those questions that you have about spiritual growth or the Bible, uh, theology, questions about God. Thank you for sending those in. Please continue to do so. You can use our email, buildingupatagapepinson.com. The question that we are dealing with this week and probably next week, I think this will take two episodes to really try and uh, get a thorough answer to this two-part question that goes like this. I am having a hard time understanding how God offers us total forgiveness but also consequences for our sin. How do we know when a difficulty is a reprimand or a consequence from God or just a result of living in a fallen world? This is such a great question. I think it's so profitable for us to think through these things. How does sin impact the life of a believer? How does God relate to us in our sin? Because if we have come to know Christ, we believe we're forgiven, but we know that we still have sin. And so how does God relate to us in that sin? Uh, and how do we know if what we're dealing with in life, a difficulty that we have, is from God in a sense of discipline or is from God in the sense of a trial? Um, what's the difference between those two? And and why do we even have to suffer consequences of sin if God indeed has offered us forgiveness? Great questions, and let's try to dive in just a little bit uh, and see what type of answers we can find in Scripture. Now, I think to begin to understand why God even addresses sin, why does the Bible talk about the wrath of God or the vengeance of God against sin— I think we need to start by really understanding the character of God. We don't want to compartmentalize who God is. Sometimes we do that. So someone will say, well, I think God is a God of love, which I, I believe that God is a God of love. But then they just stop there and they don't consider any of the other attributes or characteristics of God as presented in the Bible. We could do the same thing when it comes to the wrath of God. We can present God as angry and wrathful against sin, which he is, but then we in turn leave out all of the other wonderful attributes of God that the Bible presents to us. So we need to understand who God is in totality of his character as it has been given to us in Scripture. And so when we start talking about the character of God, my mind immediately goes to this incredible passage in the Old Testament book of Exodus. If you have a Bible, would you go there? Exodus chapter 34 is where we're going to land. But in this particular book, the servant of God, Moses, has asked God, Help me understand more of who you are. Show me your glory. And so God has, in his kindness, told Moses, I will let you see who I am, not visibly with your eyes, but I will proclaim to you so that you can understand who I am and what I am about. And by the way, this was a graceful thing when you consider in biblical times that uh, the the people of the earth served multiple gods. 
And many of those gods, they didn't even know their name, and they certainly didn't know what they expected. And so if if something was going on in their life, they would immediately assume that the god that they served was angry or upset, and they would try to figure out how to appease that god. And this is where a lot of sinful, horrific, atrocious things happen, such as sacrificing children, because they were trying to figure out what the quote-unquote, God that they served, wanted. Well, here is Yahweh, the true one and only God of the universe, who has called to himself a people, and to that people he is not only going to tell them, here's what I expect of you through moral commands, but he's also going to tell them who he is, his personal name, and what his character is like. And ultimately, through that group of people that God called to himself, all of the world would have the opportunity to know God and who he is. But here God is describing himself to Moses in Exodus 34. And let's just read verse 6 and 7 and see what God says. The Lord passed before Moses and proclaimed of himself, I am the Lord, the Lord, a God merciful and gracious, slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness, keeping steadfast love for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin, but who will by no means clear the guilty. So what we learn about God is he is a God of mercy and grace, that while he does get angry, he is slow to get angry. He abounds in steadfast love. And he forgives people's sin. But he is also a just and right judge. And he will by no means just let the guilty go unpunished. I've used this analogy many times, but if you or I were the victim of a crime and we ended up in a courtroom in which our uh, attacker or our aggressor was there standing before a judge, and the judge looked at that individual and said, you know, I... I know that you're guilty of victimizing this person, but on the basis of your past morality or on some other basis, I have decided today to just let you go. So so you're free, and don't do that again. Well, we would not look at that judge and say, that's a good judge, (laughs) because a good judge doesn't simply pass over the crimes uh, of someone who is guilty. Rather, they make sure that they receive an adequate punishment for what they've done. Well, God is a just judge. He is a right judge. And therefore, when he looks upon the earth and he sees those who have violated his moral law, what God says is good for his creation, when he sees that, he will not let them go unpunished. That is why Romans chapter 2, verse 2 says that We know the judgment of God rightly falls on those who practice sin. So here's the question. If God judges those who practice sin, how can God also forgive those who practice sin? How can God be a God of mercy and grace, yet also be a God who will by no means clear the guilty? Where does that leave you and I? Because you and I have sinned against God. So how can God be gracious to us, 
yet also make sure that what we have done is rightly punished in His justice? And the answer to all of these really good questions lead us to the gospel. Romans chapter 5. If you have a Bible and want to go there, you can look at verses 6 through 11. Paul answers the question, how can God both be a just judge and a forgiving, merciful, and loving God? And the answer is, Paul says in Romans 5, that while we were still sinners, God sent His Son Jesus to die for us. And he says in verse 9 that because of Jesus, we can be justified, which means declared not guilty. And furthermore, we can be saved from the wrath of God. The gospel shows us that what God did in his love, and that's what Paul says there, Romans 5, 8, God did this in his love, that he sent his son Jesus, who had never sinned and never done anything to break God's moral law or character. And he sent Jesus to die on the cross. And on the cross, Jesus Christ received God's vengeance, God's wrath. God's judgment was turned against Christ, not for the sins that Jesus had committed because he had committed none, but rather for the sins of those who would believe upon Christ. Their sins were punished by the wrath of God received not against themselves, but against Christ. And that is how Jesus justifies us or declares us not guilty of our sins. Because, again, God is a just judge. A just judge does not punish two different people for the same crime. So if Jesus has been punished for our sins, that means we will never have to be punished for our sins. If Jesus has received God's wrath for the things that we have done wrong, that means we'll never have to receive God's wrath for the things that we have redone, that we have done wrong. And that's why Paul really ends that section there in verse 11 saying, we rejoice now in God through Jesus because we have received reconciliation. We have been reconciled to God in spite of our sins because he has sent his son Jesus to stand in our place. This is an amazing gospel. This this is not something that has been created in the mind of man. It is profoundly simple, yet it is profoundly deep. A child can understand, believe upon Jesus because he has taken the punishment of your sins. And so if you trust in him and you follow him, you are forgiven and you stand before God declared not guilty forever of every sin that you've ever committed and every sin that you ever will commit. And at the same time, it is profoundly deep. It is so hard for us to grasp that if it wasn't for faith, if it wasn't for God working in our hearts, we'd never really be able to understand what He has done for us. So, God is a God of steadfast love and mercy. And He has shown us this steadfast love and this mercy 
by sending Jesus to die for us. And because Jesus received the wrath of God on the cross for anyone who would believe in him, you and I will never have to receive that wrath. And that is why Jesus said in John 3.36, Whoever believes in the Son has eternal life. They will live forever with God in His presence, blameless, the Bible says, without any guilt, without any shame for anything they've done, because Jesus received their punishment on their behalf. He received that punishment. But Jesus went on to say, whoever does not obey the Son, or whoever does not follow the Son and believe in Him, the wrath of God remains on that person. In the end, God will judge the earth, and every person will stand before Him. And their sin will be judged in one of two ways. Either the wrath of God will have been absorbed by Jesus on the cross on their behalf, and in their this not guilty verdict that's been given to them, they'll live eternally with God. Or, without Christ, the only person left to receive God's wrath against their sin will be that individual, and they will live in eternity apart from God, suffering His judgment. That's what the Bible presents to us. We are free and forgiven in Christ, we are lost and hopeless without Christ. So this leaves the question for the Christian today. We who do not have to worry about God's vengeance or God's wrath because Christ has resolved that on the cross for us. So we don't expect God's wrath in our lives. Yet even still, when we sin, where does that leave us in relation to God? What does God do when someone who has been saved by Jesus sin? And how can we know if a difficulty we're having in our life is because of our sin or part of having to live in a world that is filled with sin? And those are the questions that we're going to try to address on the next episode of the podcast. So I hope you will join with us in episode 70 to try and hear some answers to those questions. Until then, thank you for being with us today. I love all of you in Christ. Grace and peace to your families. Thank you for listening to the Building Up Podcast, ministry of Agape Church in Vincent, Alabama. If you have a question about today's podcast or would like to suggest a topic for the future, please email us, buildingup at agapevinson.com. To subscribe to this podcast, simply search for Building Up from Agape Church in your favorite podcast app.